For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to recap the Titans' 20-17 win over the San Francisco 49ers. It was a comeback win, and it was one in which the Titans desperately needed, and it was a Christmas wish that many Titans fans were hoping for. And by the way, I hope you all had a Merry Christmas on today's episode of Believe in Titans. Denard and I are going to break that win down, talk about what it means for the Titans moving forward, because that definitely sets them up nicely, especially seeing as the Colts beat the Cardinals over the weekend. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. BetOnline is back and better than ever with a new web interface for the rest of the NFL and NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one option for all your gambling needs. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and as we head into the 2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And Denard, as we talk about this comeback win for the Titans, 10 and 5 on the year, I think we all know the story of the game is a one, Arthur Juan Brown. And man, that sure was something. Do you take, take me through what the presence of A.J. Brown meant for this team in this game? Man, where do I start, uh, A.J.? I'm not even going to talk about the 11 catches for almost, what, 145 yards. D, this was one of the best performances to witness uh, this year uh, in professional football, especially from this Titans team. You're talking about a resilient effort. Uh, coming to this game, we know about his chest injuries, crack ribs, you name it. I mean, this guy is a warrior, Debo. Uh, last year, you're talking about playing with two bad knees. He shouldn't have been out there 
but look at what he gave you in last year's performance. He uh, was elected to his first Pro Bowl. And so, D, when I watched him, I was lost for words. It was indescribable because you saw Ryan. He was so aggressive in getting to getting the ball to number 11. You remember the third down, the third and long, a couple of that 42-yard bomber where the receiver was draped all over him? That was great coverage by the San Francisco defender. AJ just wanted the ball more. This game, D, it was like it was personal. It was personal. I think AJ has listened to the critics all season. The fact that the receiving core, they've been a no-show because of the injuries. Uh, this is the first time since week nine that you had Julio and AJ on the field together. And we talked about the beginning of the season. They only counted 21% of the snaps. So to watch the way that he played, he came out, it was personal. You're talking about key third downs. You're talking about all night long in the first half, how they implemented him in the game plan with the reverses, just using him as a decoy at time to get him going. This was a beautiful, beautiful performance by a great player. He showed why he is an elite receiver in this league, the way that he played Sunday. Thursday, forgive me, forgive me. It was a great storyline, one in which the Titans were able to basically say he's going to be activated the day of the game, and he comes out there, and we've talked about the woes that the passing game had had. For this game, Denard, Ryan Tannehill finished 22 of 29 for 209 yards and one touchdown. Uh, That one touchdown was to A.J. Brown, but of the 209 yards you said at the beginning, 145 of that was A.J. They targeted A.J. 16 times in this game. The next highest receiver had three. So, it just goes to show you what having a threat like that can do for this offense. And we'll talk about it because it was a tell of two halves. You look at how bad the performance was in the first half for the team. They couldn't get anything going. But the second half, they said, you know what? We just we have this guy, number 11, right here. We're just going to throw him the ball. But the Titans really did take advantage of a game where you saw it in the Steelers game where we came out and we were playing well to start. And then everything fell apart in the second half. It was the exact opposite for this game where you couldn't get anything going and then you had the lights turn on in the second half. So for the Titans to get this win and then stay one game above the Colts in the AFC South standings, it's huge. We'll talk a little bit about the playoffs, but the Chiefs destroyed the Steelers today. That loss looks even worse for the Titans now after seeing what Kansas City was able to do to them. But nothing you can do about that in the moment, but you are the number two seed in the the AFC standings right now, thanks to the Buffalo Bills beating the New England Patriots, getting revenge on that one. So the Titans are your current two seed. And if the Titans can beat Miami and Houston, which they looked pretty good today, I'm not going to lie. I was very surprised to see them put up 40 points and beat the Chargers, who that's really going to take a, a toll on their playoff chances. Before the Titans, that number one seed is still available because the Chiefs still have the Bengals, who looked great today, and they also have... I believe the Raiders left. Raiders or Broncos, one of those two teams. And so Titans still in contention to get that first round by. And if we get that by, hey, that's just more time for guys to get healthy because, D, we haven't even mentioned it, but the Titans, because of COVID protocols and Taylor also kind of had a back issue, their left side of their line was out. We had yeah. Aaron Brewer step in, Dylan Raiders. Red News stepped in, and I thought. All things considered, it was a good job. Now, was it perfect? No. 
But for a guy that a lot of people, including myself, had been very harsh on, I thought he performed adequately given the circumstances. And so whenever Kendall Lamb was also out, so you're on your third left tackle, a guy who's been primarily playing guard this year, and you can come in and that line was able to hold up long enough for Ryan to get the ball to AJ because that's pretty much what it was in the second half. And you come from behind, but it's also worth noting, D, what was the one stat we talked about that the Titans had to make sure to limit? T-U-R-N-O-D-E-R-S. Turnovers. That is right. The Titans finished with zero turnovers on the day. The 49ers, on the other hand, threw two huge ones. They had, and it, should, it should have been more than that. They had one, Jackrabbit Jenkins, able to come back and play, had one in the end zone. As the 49ers were driving, looking to go up 14 to nothing, they get that touchdown. I don't know if the Titans have enough to come back and, and, and win this game. That was a critical stop. And then later, as soon as the second half got going, Titans drove down, got a field goal, made the score 10 to 3. And then first play back for the 49ers, Jimmy G throws it over the top. I think he was looking for Samuel on that route, but Amani Hooker was there, picks it off, returns it, put the Titans in. I believe they were in a red zone position right there. And then the Titans punch it in with a Deontay Foreman run. So you're tied 10 to 10 right there. And it was great to see the team come out and play like they did in the second half. Ultimately get the lead going up 17 to 10 with that touchdown from Ryan to AJ. And as we know, Denard, the Titans also had a big stand on a fourth down to where they stopped the 49ers from continuing that drive. So the defense has come out to play, man. You look at them. They, they held them to 17 points. The last several games, the Titans' defense has has shown up. So zero against the Jags since the bye, 19 against the Steelers, even though a lot of that was the offense putting them in bad positions, and then 17 against the 49ers. So the defense is playing like you would want to see in the playoffs. And as we continue along, that's what you're going to have to have because the Titans are going to have to be able to continue to rely on Ryan and AJ to hook up because it doesn't look like you have many other receiving options. Julio's not panned out the way we have wanted to. I will say Nick Westbrook, Akine D, he did have a couple of big plays. The Titans were able to keep drives going on some third and long conversions. But D, one of the questions I had for you was when you look at the Titans offense, especially early on, they were struggling on first down. They could not get, like, they were either getting negative yards or no yards on first down, and it was just very consistent throughout the entire first half. Why do you think they struggled so much on first down situations? Well, look at the Pittsburgh game, D. Uh, this offense came out. They were absolutely dismantled for defense last week. And then you look at the game Thursday. It was kind of in the first half. They looked a little lethargic. They couldn't get going. What they was trying to do was to find the flow. DNA. We talk about running. They ran the ball well. I thought the physicality when Jeremy, that first touchdown that they were able to get when McNichols ran on that defense, that that was impressive. But again, I love about the second half is there was a shift. That's what you love because that's really where you take control of the game is that third quarter. I love the way that they ran the ball. I love the way that it, and it really started with AJ. I mean, this game was it was about Ryan and the chemistry that these two have developed over the last few years. If you look at the aggressiveness, the aggressiveness that Ron showed Thursday night, D, he didn't care who was draped all or who was on AJ. He didn't care if there were a defender where he was going with the ball. 
And you saw that you can just look at Ron's demeanor Thursday night. He looked calm. He looked cool. He looked collected. He did everything that he was supposed to do. You ever notice, D, that when Ron is, you know, he's just not, when he's not forcing anything, when he looks comfortable in the pocket or when he's making plays, you know, his feet, you, you notice that the Titans offense, no matter what situation that they're in, you look at the game against Seattle in the first what, week three of the season, and you, you saw that momentum going that they was able to pick up. Uh, in the third quarter, and it it really got going in the fourth quarter. That's what we saw Thursday. It was just ebbs and flows, and the Titans was just flowing. I mean, this is what you do in this league: is you don't deviate from your game plan. The game plan Thursday night was to get number eleven. They've had to find some way on the perimeter to make plays, and that's exactly what happened Thursday night. You mentioned it with Ryan looking poised and just having that weapon back made him seem so much more comfortable back there. There were a couple of times I thought he held onto the ball a little too long. He's got to get rid of it. But I understand like if you have your starting line, maybe he has a tad extra second in there. There was one time where I thought he was going to get absolutely destroyed. uh, But David Quesenberry was able to get a hold on the defender just long enough to where Ryan didn't fumble that ball because he was about to get pancaked. And so you look at that, and it's it's always good whenever you can see Ryan start to find his rhythm. And, like, it goes back to if this team just doesn't turn it over, they're good enough to win. It's just do not create those mental and critical mistakes at the moment you just can't afford. And they didn't do that on on Thursday night, even though they were struggling at times, and they ultimately were able to come out on top. Denard, I didn't mention it because I wanted to wait and give you a moment to talk about it, but... Whenever I was giving a breakdown of the game, I stopped at 17-10 to 10 because the 49ers then come back down. They go 95 yards. Debo Samuel, you got to give the guy credit. He's electric. Yeah, he was able to get is. down there. They tie it up. It's 17-7. to 7. But then Ryan is able to put together a game-winning drive, and they go down. He sets them up on a nice 20-yard scamper, and then they bring out the boy, Randy yeah. Bullock. And you called it. You said this one's coming down to a – Randy Bullock field goal, and man, he came through. It was close, but in football, man, as long as it goes through the uprights, it counts. I want to give you this time to give a shout out to Randy because I know you've been you've been waiting to uh, rub that one in. That's pretty Randy to you. Mm, Pretty Randy. Pretty Randy. Pretty Randy Fontaine. Well, don't stop there. (laughs) Uh, You know. I can't do Andy, but you know, you talk about the 44 yarder to seal the deal. Just it, it was a gritty performance. This was a total team effort, D. And D, you know, there's one player that you know our fans and I want our listeners to. I want them to know how well this young man played. That's Dylan Radnews. You're talking about your second round pick uh, in, in this past year's draft, D. If you look throughout the course of the season. And this is a team that has been not decimated by injuries like teams in the past, like the 49ers and the Dolphins. But a lot of these young guys, uh, before Monty Rice went down, he played well. But Rand News played a great game. Um, I know he allowed one sack, but you got to look at this. D. He was going against arguably, at least in my opinion, one of the best defensive ends uh, in the game today in Nick Bosa. And Nick Bosa, how many sacks did he have? Thursday, Bo, zero. 
Oh, he had zero. Okay. Zero. He didn't have no sacks. He had a, he had a pressure at the beginning of the non-factor. And we talked about going into this game. You did not want number 97 to dictate what, how this offense, uh, will play. You know, go back to the game against Arizona where Chandler Jones had, I, I stopped counting the sack. What was a six sacks? And he has that, and Nick Bosa has that capability. And Dylan Ratnews and Aaron Brewer, I mean, that left the line. They played well. You know, you have to give these two guys, these two young players, some credit. They did a great job. And what I also loved about this game offensively, D, is there was no panic. There, I, I just, I just saw a sense of it was like this team, they knew we're going to win this game. No. By the, the, the momentum that when the Titans are able to give up that momentum in the third quarter and that carries on into the fourth, this team is hard to beat. We talk about going into the what Pittsburgh game, two of their four losses was a result of them giving the ball away nine times. And you can't win like that in this league. You definitely can't. I mean, that's why we just talk about protecting the ball has been so much. And so I did like, I thought he really struggled in the first half. Todd Downing had some difficulties. As far as some of the play calling, I wasn't happy. I thought he kind of left off where he left off in Pittsburgh. But in the second half, one of the big things I saw that the offensive line was doing, and then this is just also some other positions on the offensive side of the ball, but they were leaving a lot more guys in to help protect Ryan. And you just saw a lot of three-man routes, but once A.J. was out there, we even saw a time where they had a one-man route where the Titans were backed up in their own end zone, and they just said, you know what, we're going to run play action here. Leave everybody in the block, and if, if this ball's going to A.J. no matter what, and I think we got about 20 yards on that one to get us out of our own end. And so the offensive line really stepped up in the second half, and for those guys, as you mentioned, to come in, Saffold was placed on the COVID list. I know he'd been battling an injury the week before, but it was looking, though, prior to being placed on the COVID list, he was going to play. So what happens with these guys is they are on this list. Hopefully they're able to get off. One of the good things is having this extra amount of time for having a Thursday game to when you play next Sunday. You're also playing at home, so you won't have to travel. Hopefully we can get some of those guys back because there are other guys on that list. But with the way the new protocols are have been put in place, it gives guys an opportunity to get back a lot faster than it did previously. D, we, we look at this team, and so they obviously have a big game coming up against the Dolphins. They can win that when they clinch the AFC South, but as Mentioned off the top, the number one seed still able, the Titans are still able to get that one seed. And we know just with the injuries that it would mean so much to have an extra week of rest and just recovery, especially after it's the first time having the 17 week schedule. But that still has to be played out. But I mean, right now, if the playoffs were to happen today, I wanted to, to run through this. But before I get into that, I wanted to take a moment to talk about Lightbox. I know Christmas has passed, but hey, if you were late on getting someone a gift and you're like, you know what, I know how I can make it up to them, you can go to Lightbox. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. 
Indeed, in the NFL, they have not had any dull moments whenever it comes to this race for the final push to make the playoffs. Right now, whenever you look at the AFC, the Chiefs are sitting atop, and that's something that the Titans, they do on the tiebreaker against them, but the Chiefs are currently the one seed at 11-4. and They are the only team in the AFC to have clinched, but the Titans are second at 10-5, and followed by the Bengals at 9-6, and the Bills at 9-6, and the Colts are the five seed right now at 9-6, and six, and New England the six seed at 9-6, and six, followed by the Ravens currently owning the tiebreaker over the Chargers and the Raiders. All three of those teams at 8-7, and seven, and Miami does have a chance to improve to 8-7 and seven tomorrow night on Monday Night Football, so we'll see what happens there. But just a lot to still be played for. The Titans, even with 10 wins at this point, have not yet clinched a playoff spot, so it goes to show you the parity that the AFC is having. It's a little bit different on the NFC side of things, but Denard, there's two weeks left, and I know that the injuries have piled up, but the Titans, they have a pretty favorable schedule whenever you're just relatively looking at everything. How are you feeling heading into these final two weeks? Well, if if they play the way that they play Thursday night, Dia, I feel good. I mean, but sometimes you don't know what you are going to get. And this team should at least at this point of the season, they know how they win and they know how they lose. They understand now, listen, the blueprint for this team going forward is number one is to take care of the football, is to eliminate the turnovers. You know defensively that this defensive unit, because you've gotten a lot of your pieces back, Bud Dupree, you're talking about Danico Autry, uh, T.R. Tars been down, Naquan Jones has stepped in and played well. Listen, defensively, if you can host George Kittle to what two catches to 21 yards, you're talking about a tight end coming into this game, Davey, was pace of having more yards uh, than any tight end over a three game span in the history of this game. And they limited George Kittle to just two receptions for 21 yards and zero touchdowns. Now, when you're the offense right now, and that's been the issue, is, and it's not just the offense, it's not the line. It's just develop uh, what we call not just one area, but making sure all areas areas are clicking. And this team right now, they saw Thursday night that when we when we put our best, that means you think your perimeter. They, and and let me let me say this, Debo. Think about the beginning of the season, and you think about the weapons that I had. You talk about Julio, AJ. We were anticipating Josh Reynolds being that receiver, but a starter, and then Cam being that nickel, Cam Batson. You look at this. None of all these guys have been out pretty much all year, and so they were replaced by supporting cast. Nick Westbrook, Akine, Coley Hollister, Chester Rogers, and you saw Thursday that when you have all the pieces together, this is a dance football team. They're explosive, they're dynamic, and they can play with any unit. They can put points on any unit in the league. This is the way that they have to play going forward, and that is just eliminating the turnovers and being consistent. If they're not consistent for the next two weeks, then that could spill over into the playoffs. And if they don't take care of business next Sunday, then and they go down in Houston and land egg, they may not make it. So again, understand who you are at this time of year. Play the way that you played Thursday night, and this team will be okay going forward. I hear you, and... I am willing to say that after watching this team play 15 games so far this season, 
if the Titans have zero turnovers, they they'll, win. they'll win the game. Yeah, it's I mean, and I know it's the NFL, and like these defenses are really great at being able to take the ball away, whether it's punching them out or disguising a coverage. But if the Titans can just simply protect the ball, know that that is the most important thing on the field, then this team has the capability to win night in and night out because you look at how strong the defense has become because, I mean, we had a lot of concerns about them going into the season, especially whenever it comes to the pass rush. But, I mean, they have one of the best front fours in the league right now. And so I know we only had one guy give a shout-out to Kevin Byard for making the Pro Bowl. I know that's more of just a fan vote. The Titans have typically been overlooked in that category because Jeffrey Simmons, no doubt, is one of the best, if not the best, defensive tackles in the league right now. Definitely, definitely the best in the AFC. I, I hesitate on the NFL side just because I know what Aaron Donald's been able to do so consistently over so many years. But, I mean, Jeff, if not in the near future, will be taking over the role of best defensive tackle in the NFL. That's how great that guy is and how much how much respect he, he takes on from, from opposing offenses. If you just look at our defense, they've really come on. And so the Titans, if they get the D-train back, if Derrick Henry's able to go, I mean, this team can easily be playing in – where you want to be at at the end of the year, Denard, and that's in Inglewood, California, playing at the Rams and the Chargers Stadium. So SoFi Stadium is the goal, and this team currently can still do that. I know we've seen some issues that can definitely limit that from actually happening, but you got to be feeling good after getting that win because with AJ coming back into the mold, it's only going to help. Dude really didn't even get full practices in, so now that he's able to get the full rhythm and him and Ryan are going to continue to develop that chemistry. And as we get some other pieces back, especially along the offensive line, we've seen that the run game at times can be really, really dominant, even without Derek. So if Ryan takes care of the ball, we have potential. And, D, I will, I will give you the last word, and then we'll uh, get set as we turn our attention to the Miami Dolphins. Congratulations. Um, that was a tough victory night. That was a gritty performance. Again, Game ball goes to AJ. Man, that was a game. Just like I said before, what a what a resilient effort by a player that's not a hundred percent. So D, just imagine if he <laughs> if he gets eighty uh, percent by next cool. Sunday, a hundred percent in the next few weeks. That would be fun. Both him and Julio. So again, congratulations to the Titans for a fault victory Thursday night against the Forty ers yeah, I love to see the fight. Coach Vable was talking about how everyone had decided to go ahead and write them off after you look at what was going to happen on the offensive line. And so team continued to fight, even though they struggled early on, and it probably should have been 21 to nothing at halftime. It was only 10 yeah. to nothing, and then the Titans came back and ultimately got the field goal from Randy Bullock to win it. And so shout out, Randy. But great team win. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Denard and I will be back Merry again Christmas. to do it later on this week as we get set to talk about the Miami Dolphins and what that looks like. Everyone, you can scout them out as they play on Monday Night Football. But Titans coming down the stretch, great opportunity to get the one seed if Kansas City were to slip up. Just need one slip up, and they got some opponents that aren't necessarily the easiest. Both games for KC are on the road, so we'll see what happens. But the Titans very much alive for the one seed in the AFC. Still got to lock up the AFC South. But we'll keep you posted on all that as we move forward into the final two weeks of the season. Before Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and you have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up.
Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.